when I published Ulysses by James Joyce in my little bookshop called Shakespeare and Company in Paris. Look, look, the dust is growing. My branches lost Lord James. Stately, plump, buck bargain. All perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. And yes, I said yes, I will, yes. Friends of Shakespeare and Company read Ulysses by James Joyce. Read today by Emer McBride. With the grace of alacrity towards the mirror gilt Cantrell and Cochrane's, she turned herself. With grace, she tapped a measure of gold whisky from her crystal keg. Forth from the skirt of his coat, Mr Dedalus brought pouch and pipe. Alacrity she served, he blew through the flue, two husky fife notes. By Jove, he mused, I often wanted to see the Morn Mountains. Must be a great tonic in the air down there. But a long threatening comes at last, they say. Yes, yes, yes. He fingered shreds of hair, her maiden hair, her mermaids, into the bowl. Chips, shreds, musing, mute. None not said, nothing, yes. Gaily, Miss Deuce, polished a tumbler, trilling, Oh, Idolorous Queen of the Eastern Seas. Was Mr Lidwell in today? In came Lenehan. Around him peered Lenehan. Mr Bloom reached Essex Bridge, yes. Mr Bloom crossed Bridge of Essex. To Martha I must write. By paper, dailies, girl there, civil, bloom. Old bloom, blue bloom, is on the rye. He was in at lunchtime, Miss Deuce said. Lennon came forward. Was Mr Boylan looking for me? He asked, she answered. Miss Kennedy, was Mr Boylan in while I was upstairs? She asked. Miss Voice of Kennedy answered. A second teacup poised her gaze upon a page. No. He was not. Miss Gaze of Kennedy heard not seen, read on. Lenehan, round the sandwich bell, wound his round body round. Peep, was in the corner. No glance of Kennedy rewarding him. He yet made overtures to mind her stops, to read only the black ones, round O's and crooked S. Jingle jaunty jingle. Girl gold, she read and did not glance. Take no notice, she took no notice, while he read by rote a sulphur fable for her, plappering flatly. A fox met a stork, said the fox to the stork, Will you put your bill down in me throat and pull up a bone? He droned in vain. Miss Juice turned to her tea aside. He sighed aside. Ah, me, oh, my. He greeted Mr. Dedalus and got a nod. Greetings from the famous son of a famous father. Who may he be? Mr. Dedalus asked. Lenehan opened most genial arms. Who? Who may he be? He asked. Can you ask? Stephen, the youthful bard. Dry. Mr. Dedalus, famous fighter, laid by his dry, filled pipe. I see, he said. I didn't recognise him for the moment. 
I hear he is keeping very select company. Have you seen him lately? He had. I quaffed the nectar bowl with him this very day, said Linehan. In Mooney's en vie, in Mooney's sur mer. And he received the rhino for the labour of his muse. He smiled at bronze's tea-bathed lips, at listening lips and eyes. The elite of Aaron hung upon his lips, the ponderous pundit Hugh McHugh, Dublin's most brilliant scribe and editor, and that minstrel boy of the wild wet west who was known by the euphonious appellation of the O'Madden Burke. After an interval, Mr Dedalus raised his grog and that must have been highly diverting, said he. I see, he see, he drank, with far away morning mountain eye, set down his glass. He looked towards the saloon door. I see you have moved the piano. The tuner was in today, Miss Deuce replied, tuning it for the smoking concert, and I never heard such an exquisite player. Is that a fact? Didn't he, Miss Kennedy? The real classical, you know. And blind too, poor fella. Not twenty, I'm sure he was. Is that a fact? Mr Dedalus said. He drank and strayed away. So sad to look at his face, Miss Deuce condoled. God's curse on bitches, bastard. Tink, to her pity, cried a diner's bell. To the door of the dining room came bold Pat, came bothered Pat, came Pat, waiter of Ormond. Lager for diner, lager without alacrity, she served. With patience, Lenehan waited for Boylan, with impatience for Jingle Jaunty Blaze's boy. Upholding the lid, he, who, gazed in the coffin, coffin? At the oblique triple, piano, wires. He pressed, the same who pressed indulgently her hand, soft pedalling a triple of keys to see the thicknesses of felt advancing, to hear the muffled hammerfall in action. Two sheets, cream vellum paper, one reserve, two envelopes, when I was in wisdom, Healy's wise bloom in Daly's Henry flower bought. Are you not happy in your home? Flower to console me, and a pin cuts low. Means something. Language aflow. Was it a daisy? Innocence, that is. Respectable girl, meet after mass. Thanks, awfully muchly. Wise bloom eyed on the door a poster. A swaying mermaid smoking mid nice waves. Smoke mermaid's coolest whiff of all. Hair streaming. Love lorn for some man. For Raoul. He eyed and saw afar on Essex Bridge. A gay hat riding on a jaunting car. It is. Third time. Coincidence. Jingling on supple rubbers, it jaunted from the bridge to Ormond Quay. Follow, risk it, go quick, a four, near now, out. Twopence, sir, the shop girl dared to say. Ah, I was forgetting, excuse, and four, at four, she. Winsomely, she, on blue him whom smiled, blue smee quee coo. Ternoon. Think you're the only pebble on the beach? Does that to all, for men? In drowsy silence, gold bent on her page. 
From the saloon a call came long in dying. That was the tuning fork. The tuner had that. He forgot that he now struck. A call again that he now poised, that it now throbbed. You hear? It throbbed pure, pure, softly and softlier its buzzing prongs, longer in dying call. Pat paid for Diner's popped corked bottle. And over tumbler tray and popped cork bottle, ere he went, he whispered, bold and bothered, with Miss Juice, The bright stars fade. A voiceless song sang from within, singing, The morn is breaking. A duodene of bird notes chirped, bright treble answer under sensitive hands. Brightly the keys, all twinkling linked, all harps according called to a voice to sing the strain of dewy morn, of youth, of love's leave-taking, life's, love's morn, the dewdrop's pearl. Linhen's lips over the counter lisped a low whistle of decoy. But look this way, he said, Rose of Castile. Jingle jaunted by the curb and stopped. She rose and closed her reading, Rose of Castile, Fretted, forlorn, dreamily, rose. Did she fall, or was she pushed? He asked her. She answered, slighting, Ask no questions, and shall hear no lies. Like lady, ladylike. Blazes Boylan's smart tan shoes creaked on the bar floor where he strode. Yes, gold from a near, by bronze from far. Linehan heard and knew and hailed him. See! The conquering hero comes. Between the car and the window, warily walking went Bloom, unconquered hero. See me, he might. The seat he sat on, warm. Black, wary he-cat walked towards Richie Goulding's legal bag, lifted aloft, saluting, and I from thee. I heard you were round, said Blazes Boylan. He touched a fair Miss Kennedy, a rim of his slanted straw. She smiled on him, but Sister Bronze outsmiled her, preening for him her richer hair, a bosom and a rose. Boylan bespoke potions. What's your cry? Glass of bitter, glass of bitter, please, and a slow gin for me. Wiring yet? Not yet. Not four, he all said four. Cowley's red lugs and Adam's apple in the door of the sheriff's office avoid. Goulding, a chance. What is he doing in the Ormond? Car waiting, wait. Hello, where off to? Something to eat? I too was just in here. What? Ormond, best value in Dublin. Is that so? Dining room, sit tight there, see. Not be seen. I think I'll join you. Come on, Richie led on. Bloom followed bag. Dinner, fit for a prince. Miss Juice reached high to take a flagon, stretching her satin arm, her bust, that all but burst so high. Oh, oh, jerked Lennon, gasping at each stretch. Oh, but easily she seized her prey and laid it low in triumph. Why don't you grow? asked Blazes Boylan. She, bronze, dealing from her jar thick syrupy liquor for his lips, looked as it flowed, flower in his coat, who gave him, and syruped with her voice, fine goods in small parcels. That is to say, she, neatly, she poured slow, syrupy, slow, 
Here's fortune, Laser said. He pitched a broad coin down. Coin rang. Hold on, said Linehan to lie. Fortune, he wished, lifting his bubbled ale. Scepter will win in a canter, he said. I plunged a bit, said Boylan, winking and drinking. Not on my own, you know. Fancy of a friend of mine. Lennon still drank and grinned at his tilted ale and at Miss Deuce's lips that all but hummed, not shut, the ocean song her lips had trilled. I Dolores, the eastern seas, clock word. Miss Kennedy passed their way, flower, wonder who gave. Bearing away tea tray, clock clacked. Miss Deuce took Boylan's coin, struck boldly the cash register, it clanged, clock clacked. Fair one of Egypt teased and sorted in the till and hummed and handed coins in change. Look to the west, a clack for me. What time is that? asked Blazes Boylan. Four o'clock. Lenehan, small eyes a hunger on her humming, bust a humming, tugged Blazes Boylan's elbow sleeve. Let's hear the time, he said. The bag of Goulding, Collis, Ward, led Bloom by Rye Bloom flowered tables. Aimless, he chose with agitated aim, bald Pat attending a table near the door. Be near at four. Has he forgotten? Perhaps a trick? Not come? Wet appetite? I couldn't do. Wait. Wait, Pat. Waiter waited. Sparkling bronze as your eye blaze your sky blue bow and eyes go on, pressed Lenehan. There's no one he never heard. To Flora's lips did high, high a high note pealed in the treble clear. Bronze juice communing with her rose that sank and rose. Sought blazes Boylan's flower and eyes, please, please. He handed over, returning phrases of a vowel. I could not leave thee. Afterwards, Miss Deuce promised, coyly. No, now, urged Lenehan. Sonne la cloche. Oh, do. There's no one. She looked. Quick. Miss Ken, out of earshot, sudden bent. Two kindling faces watched her bend. Quivering, the cord strayed from the air. Found it again, lost cord and lost and found it, faltering. Go on, do, sonne. Bending, she nipped a peak of skirt above her knee. Delayed, taunted, then still bending, suspending with willful eyes. Sonne. Smack. She let free, sudden in rebound, her nipped elastic garter smack warm against her smackable woman's warm-hosed thigh. La cloche! cried gleeful Lenehan. Trained by owner, no, sawdust there. She smiled, smirked, supercilious, wept, aren't men? But lightward, gliding, mild, she smiled on Boylan. You're the essence of fault. Garrity, she in gliding said, Boylan eyed, eyed, tossed to fat lips his chalice, drank off his tiny chalice, sucking the last fat violet syrupy drops. He spellbound eyes went after her, gliding head as it went down the bar by mirrors, gilded arch for ginger ale, hock and claret glasses shimmering, a spiky shell where it concerted, Mirrored bronze with sunnier bronze. Yes, 
bronze from a nearby. Sweetheart, goodbye. I'm off, said Boylan with impatience. He slid his chalice brisk away, grasped his change. Way to shake, begged Linehan, drinking quickly. I wanted to tell you Tom Rochford. Come on to blazes, said blazes Boylan, going. Linehan gulped to go. Got the horn or what, he said. Wait, I'm coming. He followed the hasty, creaking shoes, but stood by nimbly by the threshold, saluting forms, a bulky with a slender. <laughs>